Welcome back to Word and Table, a bi-weekly podcast on liturgy, sacraments, and the great tradition of Christian worship and why it is vital in our world today. I'm your host, Alex Wilgus, and I am here as usual with Father Stephen Gauthier. Welcome back, Father Stephen. Good to be back, Alex. Father Stephen is the canon theologian of the Diocese of the Upper Midwest in the Anglican Church in North America, and he is Director of Formation at St. Paul's House of Formation in the Greenhouse Movement. Father Stephen, I'm really excited because today we get to talk about uh, two books of the Bible Mm -hmm. um, that are among the more confusing for me to read, Uh, and it's it's 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Um, and these are major, major texts, I'd say, especially for preachers, especially 1st Corinthians, because there's so much in there. Um, But I, I have to say, Father Stephen, and I'm, you know, we'll get into this in a minute, I've always been a little bit fuzzy on what the actual scenario is and occasion for Paul writing these letters. And there's a whole lot in there that seems to be, he seems to be responding to some charges about something, but he doesn't quite detail what those are. He knows there's some kind of enemies he seems to have in the church that are speaking badly against him. He's defending his reputation, obviously. But I've read, you know, a lot of, you know, encyclopedia articles and commentaries and things, and they they'll kind of tell different stories about maybe what's going on here. So that would get into get into the Corinthians and, and actually what's happening here. So so first of all, there's two letters in the New Testament, right? First and second Corinthians or, or one and two Corinthians sometimes. Okay. Um, but uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we can just get into what's the basic scenario here. And first of all, we've got two letters to the Corinthians, but is that all? No, actually there are four uh, that we oh, know okay. of. One is from the Corinthians and three are from Paul. And so how does that work? Well, first Corinthians, which we all know, is if you look in chapter 7 of 1 Corinthians, he says, now concerning the matters about which you wrote, and that goes an ongoing theme. He's answering these various questions about practical questions that they had written to him about. So they're apparently, before we even have 1 Corinthians, he has received, he founds the Church of Corinth, he has received a letter from them asking questions, and in part of 1 Corinthians, a part of it is responding to that letter. So sort of a pre-Corinthian letter from the Corinthians. Okay. So we're, we've been dropped into an ongoing correspondence here. Right. Yeah. And so we have, that's 1 Corinthians. But then in 2 Corinthians, we hear that there was another letter that he had written, appears after 1 Corinthians. Um, he says, I wrote to, out, to you out of much affliction and anguish of heart with many tears. This is typically called the letter with many tears. Hmm. And so there's a letter that Paul wrote between 1 and 2 Corinthians. In between the two. Yeah, so okay. they're really a three. So ba- we have basically a letter the Corinthians wrote to him. Then we have 1 Corinthians, which responds to that letter, among other things. Mm-hmm. Then we have another letter that he writes that we don't have, the letter written with tears. And then we have 2 Corinthians, which refers to the letter with tears. So okay. we end up with uh, three letters from Paul and one pre- pre-letter. Okay, got it. So a prequel. We've, so we've got two of the three of Paul's letters That's right. mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Yeah, and then right. there's there was definitely one that they wrote to him. So, and so if you're like most people would say, what was in that letter? I know. I, <laughs> what was in that letter? Would be well, I think really we, helpful. I think we can, we can back engineer what, uh, reverse engineer what happened. Okay. From things we have in 2 Corinthians. Paul clearly tells us in 2 Corinthians, and I'll try to clarify what we know for sure, you know, from things that we don't. Paul clearly tells us in 2 Corinthians that he had promised them 
well, he had visited them on the way to Macedonia. Mm-hmm. And Macedonia for our, uh, Greece and the Roman world was divided into two provinces. The north part of Greece was called Macedonia, and the southern part was called Achaia. Uh-huh. So uh, Corinth, Corinth is in okay is in Achaia, okay in south South Greece, and so he was on his way to northern Greece, and he stops and visits them, and he says, you know, what's good? And I come, I'm gonna come back. You know, he's apparently rushed visit. He said, we can really spend some time. You know, I'm in Russia, uh-huh. but I will stop on the way back, and we can have a real visit. Okay, that's sort of what we the impression we get. He's we're gonna have this visit. So what happens here? Is something, uh, it appears that Paul was the subject of, we know in this that there was some real criticism of his ministry. Hmm. And uh, that's what a lot of Second Corinthians is defending his ministry. And what it seems to have been, as a little bit of a, an aside here, is that people were saying, well, that's nice that Paul found this church here, but now the, that was nice. But, you know, now the, the real people are here. The adults are here. This, he calls them later on, Moxham calls them super apostles. Okay. That, you know, the, the, the officially qualified people, for example, they claimed he had no letter of recommendation. Paul, be ironic, what letter of recommendation? I founded this church. You know, I'm like, uh-huh. they had all the credentials. You know, they were the, the you know, they were the, the natural people you'd expect, and they expected to run things. We have all sorts of indirect criticisms of Paul. Okay. One that we have is directly relates to the story here is uh, fickleness. One of the things that people were apparently were upset about was that Paul promised he would stop on the way back. Well, instead of stopping on the way back, he goes back another way. And they say, see, we told you he was fickle. (laughs) (laughs) There, he changed his mind. Okay. And he says he wasn't. So what's going on here that we can figure out? Is apparently, after that first visit, where he says, hey, I'm going up to northern Greece on the way back. I'll stop. We'll have a really good visit. He really wanted to have a good good time. He said, a mutual building. Mm -hmm. Is what had happened, maybe Paul had made a quick visit back for a second, or maybe somebody had gone with, but anyway, it appears Paul was criticized, you know, in front of the congregation. Um, Somebody we were talking about, that person later on, it appeared he was criticized, and the people didn't stand up for him. (laughs) And Paul doesn't want to, his whole idea of the trip back was that I wanted this to be a really great time for us. Yeah, yeah. And things are not good. Yeah, okay. So he didn't want to come back and have this big controversy. No, he's going to have to confront this. What's going on here? Yeah. You know, uh, people are talking about my ministry and criticizing my ministry, and you seem to have doubts. You're not standing up. You know, But in any event, I want this to be a really good visit. It's yeah, defeating the whole yeah, purpose. Yeah. So he tells us that's why he wrote this letter with tears. He said it was to straighten things out. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I just wanted to straighten out things first so we could have a good visit. And he said, actually, I wasn't fickle because the whole purpose of the visit was to have a good visit. Right. And if I'd gone back, it would have been a bad visit. So he said, I'm actually, I'm being faithful to the original purpose of right. the letter. I'm being consistent with I'm what I'm being I, consistent. I want it to be a good visit. So he goes on and explains to us. So what I did, I sent this letter. And I wanted to settle things so as soon as they were settled, we could go back and we could have our visit. And he said, what I did is I sent Titus to find out how you received it. Did it work? Did mm-hmm. you say, oh, gee, Paul's right. Yeah. And the good news is that we find out in Second Corinthians, they had repented. Yeah. He said, good news, they had done this. And he said, I was so upset about this. He took the other way because I didn't want to, I didn't want to go back through town until I knew for sure. So I went, took another way out to Troas. I was supposed to meet Titus, who was going to check on what happened. Uh-huh. So I waited at Troas. Troas, for our, our listeners, was the main seaport that connected Greece with Asia Minor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with what was west coast of Turkey called Ionia then. Yeah. It's the main port is Troas. So he's waiting there at the port. For Titus For Titus report. to show up. He finally can't take it anymore. I've got to know. How do they react to the letter? So he actually backtracks to catch Titus on the road. Yeah. And he catches him. Okay. And Titus said, good news. It was great. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he said, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really in a good place about this. So that's the, uh, you know, so that's the story of what happened. So think of it this way again. First Corinthians, he has this, this, this letter. He, we know in second Corinthians, he said, look, I stopped by for a visit with you guys on the way north. And I said, I was going to stop back and we could have a really good visit on the way back. I have more time. Something comes up that questions Paul's ministry of why he's gone. This has to be settled before he goes back. He does because he wants a good visit. So hmm. he said, "Look, I send this letter, which was really, really spelled it out. It was really a, uh, you know, a tough letter, tough love letter, saying, hey, yeah. as you go, I wrote it with tears. It wasn't easy for me, but I knew we had to be honest about this. Right? What's going on here, guys?" So he writes this letter. He said, you know, that's why I didn't come back as I originally scheduled. That's when you heard that I went the other way. Like, what's he doing? He promised he'd come back. And he said, but as soon as I got the news from Titus, and boy, was I eager for it. I, and they were backtracking. I had to find out. He said, now everything's okay. And I'm glad that everything, everything worked out. Okay. So that's the, the, the background uh, story here. But this leads to one of the great mysteries of 2 Corinthians. Uh-huh. Is the first part of first of 2 Corinthians is pretty upbeat about, you know, he actually tells him, don't be too hard on the guy who did this. Right, right, right. He said, we don't want to lose anybody. We know how Satan works. Satan would love to peel off someone. But that's not how things end up. Later on, later on, the it's tone pretty, changes. The right? tone yeah. changes. Like, whoa! I thought everything was great, and now it's not. So, what's the story here? And there are two ways you can look at it traditionally. Mm-hmm. What some more modern scholars have tried is to say that you know maybe what we have in Second Corinthians is people took that letter written in tears, which defends Paul against his critics in vociferously against mm-hmm. his critics. Maybe he he's taken this letter written in tears. And they simply put the two together to form a single letter. Oh, okay. So they stitched the... Stitched the two together. So, yeah, okay. You know. And so we, that's the text. The traditional view, which is my view, I tend to be more conservative about these things, uh-huh. is I think what Paul is, it's true he solved, solved the main problem, but I think he still felt he had a need to go on the record for people who might have any second doubts about this. You know, knowing how people are in a congregation, if you solve a, a congregational problem, there are probably some people who are still simmering. Yeah, yeah. There's probably somebody in that congregation is still similar. Sure. They say, those people who were writing about Paul, maybe. And so I think he's really trying to deal with the last holdouts. Right. So maybe this isn't, there. there isn't just kind of like a clean, oh, everything's good now. It's like things are more complicated than that. You know, there are probably mixed feelings, and he's kind of trying to address both sides. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting about him defending his ministry, because, I, I you know, it, he seems to be defending against a lot of real kind of practical kinds of accusations, you know. Right. You know, you're not professional enough. You don't have letters of recommendation. You're obviously not serious. You know, you're moving all around the world and getting tossed in prison. And, you know, what does this guy know about? You're fickle. Yeah, exactly. You don't preach well. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, poor guy. Remember First Corinthians? They said, you know, Apollos, you know, apparently they had their, ch- you know, Apollos is the preacher they want to hear from. So oh, that that's super funny too because you know we do I'm my my life is is very grassroots church planting and there the, you, there can be this kind of sense you know well uh, is this like a real professional sort of church or is this you know are we just kind of playing around a little bit kind of thing and and so but Paul's defending himself by s- essentially saying you know my letter of recommendation is you and your life and y- you know you guys are are my kind of the, the, the fruit of my labor. It's like somebody asking Bill Gates and saying, what do you know about computers? I mean, where's your degree? Yeah. Do you have like <laughs> a PhD like, in computer science? Yeah, it's like, no, the man 
it's it's very clear that he knows computers. Yeah, I mean, we say, well, no. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like Paul is saying, look at this. And he's saying, first of all, I, my commission is from God. Mm-hmm. That's a, a thing in the Galatians. I didn't receive my commission from people. It's yeah. directly, if I'm an apostle, I actually have a mission from God. But it's important. He was. Uh, he also says in Second Corinthians, I love, he said, you know, basically, he resembles Christ. You know, they talk about all these things that are scandalous about his life, about you know, the sufferings he goes through, etc. He didn't seem to be a success story in human terms. He says, yeah. that reminds us of somebody else. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he talks about, you know, the, the, basically that path of, you know, suffering and consolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's also, that was also something I wanted to, to ask you about, is that obviously Paul feels that it's very worth defending himself. Um, and it, well, he tells us uh, the reason he does. He said, "I, you know, he said I don't want to boast in Second Second Corinthians, but I, I sort of have to tell you so you can't answer these people." Yeah, yeah. So one thing, you know, it's you know, by you, you know, I know, you know, I shouldn't have to do this, but again, I'm going to tell you. I don't want to contradict myself, but I know you're going to have people are going to raise this for you, and so I'm going to tell you. So you know, if people want to talk about this, well, I'll tell you what my credentials and their terms are. But that's not what I really appeal to. The real reason you should listen to me is I have a mission from God. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, they talk about all these credentials, but if I want to talk in human terms, I have all that stuff too. He said, I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. You know, I was... Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. I have stuff too, even though I don't parade it everywhere. Yeah. Just because I, so to speak, like in modern... Just because I don't call myself doctor doesn't yeah. mean I don't have a PhD, <laughs> so to speak. Interesting. Huh, huh, huh. But, so is this though, like, is, is this is this whole kind of like conflict and controversy are we is it is it are we just kind of getting a window almost into like paul's personal relationships with his with his his congregants and his churches or is there i mean is does he is there a sense that he feels like maybe the the fidelity of his congregation to the gospel is being threatened here by these super apostles right well i think a, a theme that we have in paul that wonderful thing about the the foolishness of of God is the you know the wisdom of man the wisdom of God the mm-hmm. foolishness of man the foolishness of God is the is the danger we always face in the church of there's there are many good things that you know the world offers but forgetting the church is fundamentally different the wisdom of God is sometimes going to seem foolish yeah. in human yeah. terms and we can't ever lose sight of that it's a temptation to say well let's get to in, and to evaluate everything in human terms I would use an example, this is just me, but to me in the modern church, there's a lot we can learn from looking at, um, you know, when people talk about marketing and things, how do we get the gospel out? Mm-hmm. But we can't reduce the gospel to marketing. You know, there's some people I think want to professionalize evangelism. Uh-huh. And it's not that we can't learn those things, but evangelism will fundamentally always be an essentially spiritual task. Mm-hmm. You know, that can't be reduced to marketing in an earthly sense. It might have some things to offer us, but that's... It's always going to be profoundly, as the lawyers say, sui generis, unique in the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we ever miss that, if we ever try to reduce it to that, we can't reduce running a church to management courses. I see. Well, thanks, Father Stephen. Is there, there anything else you'd have us learn about about the uh, you know the the, the provenance well, of I, first and second Corinthians? I think some are, I think there's some other wonderful things. I'd love perhaps another episode we could talk about some of the issues that he particularly brings up. Often of those are. Uh, Fascinating issues that have uh, relevance, obviously, uh, to us now. So this will not be the last 
that we have to say, For God sure. willing, on, on it, the letters to the Corinthians. It really helps to get the basic frame for the letters, though, so we can kind of dive in later on. And it helps explain why we know so much about Paul from these letters, because he had a need to justify his ministry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in human terms. Got it. And also talk, it also talk about the, the real theology of his ministry. Yeah. What's it really about? Sure. Well, thanks so much, Father Stephen. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks with more on liturgy, sacrament, and the great tradition of Christian worship. And uh, thank you for listening to Word and Table.